Hey guys, welcome back to the Wisdom and Stuff podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Boucher, and this is where we cut through the Christianese and tradition-based thoughts that hinder us from the limitless lifestyles that we as actual children of God are designed to walk in. So let's go ahead and dive into the Word and see what the Holy Spirit has for us today. Well, praise God. Uh, welcome back to Wisdom and Stuff podcast. This is Daryl Boucher, and uh, today I want to get into something uh, one of my favorite subjects, of course, I teach a lot on prayer, different aspects of prayer, and this is one of my favorite aspects of it uh, because it's just meant a lot in my life. And uh, I want to, I want to teach today, or just just speak into praying out the mysteries. And uh, this is this is something that is so big on my heart. I, I, I this is just part of one of the most integral parts of my life is praying out the mysteries of God. And uh, here it says in in First Corinthians chapter two, and uh, here he. Paul is, of course, writing this letter, and he's speaking to the Corinthian church, and he says, um, uh, "Let me let me see where I want to start here." Um, it says, verse four, and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of men's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Howbeit. We speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that, we, that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, eye has not seen, nor ear heard, neither has entered into the heart of a man the things which God has prepared for them, for them that love him." But God has revealed them unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. So here he's talking about, he's going, listen, there is a mystery here that we're supposed to be literally fellowshipping with and, and speaking into the earth. He says here um, in verse 4, Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of the world that come to naught. So he goes, there is a wisdom that is so different than than this world system that uh, literally it confounds the you know the, the, it says the foolishness of God confounds the wise. It says the, the the wisdom of God is so much higher than the wisdom of of the earth or of earthly thought that it just can't even can't even touch it. It says verse seven. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. So I love this because he says here that there is a there is a wisdom. It says that God ordained before the world. And it's for our glory. He literally set a wisdom aside for this day and for this hour, just like he has for every generation. But he set aside a wisdom. He saw what would happen on the earth right now. He saw what would be going on, and he literally set aside a wisdom. He he literally, I mean, I'm not, you know, once again, I, I don't want to jumble it up with like linear time thought, but understand that that he, he says before the world was ever formed, before anything ever happened, he knew exactly what would be going on today, and he actually set aside a wisdom for us to operate in, and it says it would be for our glory. This is, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Now, he didn't hide this wisdom from us. He hid it for us, okay? It, to me, it's kind of like, um, it's like, uh, you know, uh, uh, having having money in a bank, you know, it's like I have I have bank accounts. Well, that 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 bank account is not 
you know, accessible to everybody, right? Not everybody can see my bank account. They can't, they don't have access to my bank account. Praise God. But, um, but see that, that, that money is hidden, but it's not hidden from me. It's hidden for me. It's literally set aside for me. So they can't be touched by anybody but me. Okay. And this is, this is how he says, he goes, he goes, this wooden, this wisdom, excuse me, this wisdom, it says was hidden. This is verse, verse, verse seven, but we speak the wisdom of God to in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the prince of the world knew. For had they known it, they would not crucify the Lord of glory. So this was hidden from them, but it's hidden for us. Okay. There are, there are things that are, that are hidden for us. In plain sight, actually, it's not like it's hard to find. It says anybody who seeks finds, right? Jesus said anybody who seeks finds, and but then in this in, in Matthew six, he, I mean Matthew seven, he says anybody who seeks finds. Uh, but then just in the same text, just a little bit later on, he says, uh, but but few be that find it. Well, that tells me if few are finding it, few are seeking it. If anybody that seeks finds and few are finding it, then the only conclusion is that few are actually seeking it. And so we need to look in different places than other people are, you know, normally at. You know, if I'm going to find something that's hidden for me, then I need to go where I'm designed to go. I need to go in places that there where nobody else is even designed to be. There's there are literally places in the spirit realm, in prayer, in communion that that are so unique because we were we were created in in the secret place, right? You and I were created in the secret place. You have your own secret place that you were created by God. I was created in a different secret place than you were. And it's in that secret place that all of the hidden wisdom, everything God has ordained for us is hidden in that place. It's not hidden from us. It's hidden for us. It's kept safe for us in that place, but it's designed for our glory, the, the glory that we're supposed to walk in, the anointing we're supposed to walk in, the the. The, the limitless influence that we're supposed to have on this earth is equipped by that which is found in that secret place. And so when, when, we, when we go in there, once again, it's not, it's not secret because we don't know where it is. It's just a place that nobody else is familiar with, and they don't need to be. You know, that I don't need to talk to people about my secret place. I, I will allow, like Jesus, like Jesus said, I it was Matthew chapter 6, I think, where he said, you know, that when we pray, we pray in secret and the Lord rewards openly, right? And so so the result of my, of my secret place is seen openly. It's the result of it. But it but people still don't know about my secret place. They don't know where that is. They don't know what me and God, you know, commune about. We they don't know. I mean there there are certain aspects of my prayer life that are very that are obviously public. They're corporate prayers. I pray with different people about different things and da 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 da. You know, but then there's those secret places. There's those places where it's me and Jesus. There's those places where it's me and my father. And I am in that place where he created me. And I am that's the place where I was fearfully and one wonderfully made. That's where I find out who I am. And there is nowhere on this planet where I can find out who I am. There is nowhere other than that secret place in the spirit realm where I actually see who I am in him. Now, like I said, the, obviously when I read the word, you know, uh, you know, I see myself as in a mirror, praise God. But, but the DNA, the DNA, you know, it's like, you know, right now, um, just naturally speaking, you know, we can, you know, you can look at me and I can look at you and, and, you know, we can see our skin, we can see our hair color, we can see our eye color, we can see characteristics, you know, about, you know, our, how tall we are or, or our complexion or whatever. And all of those are results of our DNA. 
we're seeing the outflow of the DNA. But you're not seeing my DNA. You're not seeing the individual strands. You know, you have to go into a in, into you know get, you know you you'd have to take my you know a sample of my whatever saliva or blood or something like this, and then you'd have to go and and microscopically get zoom in really far down in there to actually see DNA, because there is a secret thing going on that is happening on the inside of me that is producing the things that you see. Okay, so you see the result of my DNA. I see the result of your DNA, but we don't see each other's DNA. It takes it takes some some searching, you know, some intentional, purposeful searching. It's not like I can accidentally see your DNA or my DNA. I'm not going to be like, oh, I accidentally saw DNA today. No, that's on purpose. I mean, it, it takes a, a special microscope and all that stuff to look down in there and actually, and then you have to actually know what you're looking at. You, I mean, if I saw DNA, I wouldn't even know what I was looking at because I'm not trained in that, right? But this is what happens when we spend time in the secret place. This is what happens when we actually are in there, when God begins to de decipher for us what our DNA actually looks like, how to decode the very the, the thing that's fearfully and wonderfully made, how to decode our, our identity in him that is solely in him, that literally that identity that, was, that looks so much like him, our identity looks so much like him that, that nothing less than the blood of Jesus, nothing less than God the Son himself could pay for us. Nothing less than him could actually purchase us. Nothing less than him could actually redeem us because we're made just like him. And so when we understand, man, coming in, and, and it's from that place that we speak. That's from that place that we draw our glory. It's from that place that we draw our anointing. It's from that place. Now, we can experience corporate anointing that gives us, you know, a taste of it. You know, we can we can be in, in, in a corporate church experience or a worship experience or prayer times or whatever, and corporately, we can the power of God can come in, praise God, and it can fill that place. And we can be just, you know, the, 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 the building, the, the room, the hearts can be shaken and stirred, but all those things are happening to woo us into the secret place, to show us a glimpse of who we are that gets discerned in the secret place, praise God. And so, uh, man, when we're talking about just, just praying out these mysteries, it begins with that level of communion that is in that secret place. This doesn't happen. I, I can't have that level of communion in a corporate setting. Now, I can be off. I mean, literally, I mean, I can be, I can be, you know, I'm not saying it can't happen, you know, doctrinally or dogmatically, because I can actually be in a corporate setting and totally be immersed in the presence of God and have just me and Jesus doing some stuff. Praise God. Um, but what I'm saying is I can't be, you know, talking with you. I can't be agreeing with your prayers. I can't be doing these and, and still and be in the secret place at the same time. My body can be there, but my heart and mind are somewhere totally different if I'm in that secret place. Now, here it says, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. And then it says, verse 9, it says, uh, I, but as it is written, eye has not seen, nor ear heard, it's never entered the heart of a man, the things that God has prepared, past tense, for them that love him. And God has revealed, past tense, them unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yes, even the deep things of God. God's not holding anything back. He literally wants us to know the deep things of God. He wants us to come into that place of, of um, you know, such, such I don't know, uh, seeking with such a, a high intensity, knowing that he freely will give us the understanding of the deep things, knowing that he will freely give us the understanding of the things that are, are found only in that secret place. 
We have to know that he wants us to know these things. You know, uh, in Daniel chapter 2, Daniel makes a statement a couple times that, that God is a revealer of secrets, and he reveals secret things. You know, God, Daniel, he had such a, a, a revelation of God as a revealer of secret things that guess who, guess who got to see a lot of things? Daniel did. Daniel got to see a ton of things. Daniel got to see things that to this day people don't understand. To this day, people are still praying into those things that Daniel saw. And it's because Daniel understood God as a revealer of secret things. And so, when we're coming into this prayer time, when we're coming into, into communion time with God in that secret place, man, come in first of all knowing that, man, there is something that has been hidden for us. It's for our glory. It's, it's, it's secret. It's, it's not a secret to, to us. It's a secret to everybody else. But it's something that God wants to reveal so badly. God has designed it to be revealed. It's designed to be revealed, and we are designed to have it revealed. We're designed to have understanding of it. We're designed to actually take it in and actually fellowship with that mystery. We're designed for, for, for that fellowship that requires the blood. We're designed for fellowship that literally um, is, is only purchased by the blood, right? If I'm having fellowship with God, the same way the Old Testament people did, then I am not doing it deep enough because I should be fellowshipping in such a way that 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 this is what Abraham and Sarah longed for. This is the day that Moses longed for. And then Moses stood on a mountain and said, I want to see your glory. And God put him in a cleft of a rock and, and passed by him. And, and yet we should have a deeper experience than that every time or else we're not understanding what was purchased for us. We, we, should, we should have such an understanding that, man, my relationship with God, my communion with him should, should be only that which the blood affords me. Only that which is so... Mm, it's 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 unique to God in such a way that this earth can't produce it. It's unique to God in such a way that I can't get it anywhere else but in the holy of holies. It's unique to God that that I I find my heart is so unique before God. It's it's made in that secret place fearfully and wonderfully so that I would be in the same likeness and image of God. So that I'm I'm fearfully and wonderfully made so that I could actually. Oh, but just breathe him in and not feel inadequate, not feel insecure. So I can breathe him in and not actually feel like I have to run away like they did in the Old Testament. My goodness, this is this is that, that communion that from that place we begin to speak. We begin to speak mysteries. And when we pray out the mysteries, this is where things really begin to change. And uh, I remember... Um, Rachel Tifataller, I believe it was. Uh, she, I'm sure she's in heaven now. Um, she is a just such a tremendous prayer warrior. I really didn't follow a lot of her ministry. I didn't hear about her till later on, but I, I have heard her teach a couple times. You know, uh, she didn't actually teach a lot, like in conferences or anything. She was just a prayer warrior, and she was just known for praying. And um, and so. I just heard her say one time. She said, "You know," she goes, "When you begin to pray in the spirit, when you begin to pray in that place." And, and I, I was, you know, not as familiar as her, obviously, with it, but I was familiar with it. So when she said this, it just rang true in my heart. I knew what she meant. And, and she said, she goes, the best, she goes, the best way I can liken it to is, she goes, when you're praying, you can pray for a while, and you can pray different things, and you can pray the Word of God, and you can pray, you can pray, you know, different things on, on a certain level. But then when you press in and you begin to pray in the spirit and when you begin to pray from that, that place, she goes, it's like, she goes, it's like stepping over a log. 
where you you intentionally do it. It's like it's not necessarily hard to do, but you actually like, you know, you put one leg over and then you put the other leg over and you know when you've stepped over that log, you know that you're on that side of the log instead of this side of the log. She goes, that's the best way I can liken it to. And you know what? That really rang true with me. That is really to me how it feels. I know when I've crossed over that threshold, it's very much on purpose. I don't produce it, but it's on purpose because I'm seeking and I'm humbling myself and I'm going, okay, Father, man, what, what are we doing in heaven today? What's happening in heaven? I don't want to, I don't want to say something that's just based on need. I don't want to say something that's just, that's based on some temporal thought. I'm seeing with heaven in, in, with Jesus in heavenly places. I'm, I have the mind of Christ. What are we praying out today? And and for me, it's it's usually come. It begins usually like with me just magnifying God and just just oh my goodness, just making Him so big, not for His benefit, for but for mine. So I know the context that I'm seated. I know where I am. I know who in, I know in whom I believed. I know who I'm fellowshipping with. I know the the atmosphere that I'm in is heaven and not the earth in any way. I know that, and so I begin to magnify God. And I magnify God. And I magnify God, and I magnify Him so much. Not like I said, not for His benefit, but. So that so that my perspective adjusts to him, so that now I see who he really is, and it's like um, you know when I uh, when I lived on the coast in Oregon, I grew up uh, from nine years to eighteen years of age uh, in Seaside, Oregon, and uh, just south of town, a couple miles outside of town, just south on Highway One Hundred One, there was a. Um, uh, well, actually, it, it it turned, and so I, anyway, it doesn't really matter. It might have been Highway 26 at that time, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, but there was a, a there was a really big Sitka spruce tree, and uh, the, the Sitka spruce tree. It said it was like the largest Sitka spruce tree in the United States, or something like this. It was a giant tree, and and since then, it actually came down in a big storm, this giant storm. But uh, but we would go and we would we would visit the tree every now and then. It was in this little tiny you know uh, forested park area, and uh, and we'd go and, and visit this tree and just go and hang out and do whatever. And this tree was so massive. And and when I was a kid, they had a big sign up that said how big the tree was. Well, later on, they had to like put fences up and stuff and put a walkway around it. And the, the walkway was all cool and everything, but they took the sign down. So the, the sign told how big it was, the dimensions of the tree, and like how many houses could be made out of it and stuff like that. I don't remember all the details, but I do remember that when we would take people to that tree, um, you would you would pull up, basically to where the walkway was and you could see the tree from the walkway but uh but you'd pull up and you know saying Oregon has a lot of big trees you know Oregon is a big tree state I don't know I mean it's not as big as the redwoods but it's a big tree state I mean you got a lot of big trees in Oregon and so um so if people were from Oregon they're just used to big trees well we we would you know when relatives would come by and visit we would take them over to see the big tree and so we would we would pull up we'd pull up to where the walkway is and you'd have to walk maybe I don't remember how far it was. It was maybe like, I don't know, 150 feet or something like that to get to the tree. I don't know. I'm bad to judge that distance. But anyway, you have to walk down this little path. But you could see the tree from from where you, your car would pull up. And I remember getting so many times we'd pull up, we'd get out of the car, and literally it happened time and time again when people would be like, they'd look at it from the from the walkway and they'd be like, oh, is that it? And we're like, oh yeah, let's just let's just walk over to it. And they're like, okay, you know. But they were like underwhelmed by it. You know what I'm saying? They were not impressed because they're like, oh, is that it? It doesn't look that big. It doesn't look that big. And we're like, okay, let's just let's just go up and just check it out. And it was so funny. This happened so many times. People would 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 be underwhelmed by it, and then we'd start walking down the path. And usually, about halfway down the path. I would, I'd be watching them because it happened so many times I learned to watch people and I would begin to look at their face because then they, the closer they got to the tree, the bigger it got. 
Now, the tree size didn't change, but their perspective of the tree changed the closer they got to it, and it got bigger and bigger and bigger. And then you suddenly, you, you get to the base of that tree, and they're like, oh, okay, this is a big tree. <laughs> and the, the circumference of that tree, I remember, I don't remember any other details, but the circumference of that tree on that sign, it was 87 feet around. That's how big around that tree was, 87 feet. I mean, that would be like if it was, you know, 87 feet tall is like the tall, as tall as like a seven story building, right? And so 87 feet around is the, the, the size of this, of the, the base of this tree. And people, like I said, standing about 150 feet away from it, they'd be like, that's not that big. But then you'd get closer to it and they're like, oh my goodness, this is a big tree, <laughs> you know? No, that's how God is. When I'm in that secret place, I'm going in and I'm magnifying God. And I'm going in and I'm, I'm, I'm magnifying him because I'm getting closer to him and I want him bigger in my eyes. I want him to get so big that he is the biggest thing in my universe, that he is the biggest thing in my mind and heart, that there is nothing outside of him. So that when I, cut, when I get to that place, I'm, I'm up there face to face with him. I'm like, oh, okay, Father, what do you want to talk about? Because whatever I had on my list just doesn't matter a whole lot right now. You're God. You're the Almighty. And see, this is where we were designed. This is where we were created, in the secret place, where we know we're made in His likeness and in His image. And when we begin to operate in these things, when we begin to speak out the mysteries, this is where we begin to speak out what eye has not seen nor ear heard. This is where we begin to speak out those things. And so from that place, I'm telling you, in prayer... You know, it, you might start out with tongues, but don't don't just don't just um, get get uh, um, you know pigeonholed just to speaking in tongues. Because we speak out the mysteries, yes, in tongues, but we also speak it out in in your known language. And God wants us to be very used to speaking things out in our known language that we don't that our, our mind, our natural mind, doesn't currently understand, but our spirit does. And that's how we speak out the mysteries. What eye has never seen before, ear has never heard before, and your heart never has, has, has never even entered the heart of a man before. And we're supposed to speak these things out. How do you speak from a place that you've never heard or seen and never entered your heart before? It comes from the secret place. It comes from saying, okay, let me just speak. And let me just, let, 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 you know, and it's not even necessarily about something. It's just speaking heaven into the earth. And he'll have you speak out words or phrases or, 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 or in tongues or prophecies or whatever. Uh, but, but speaking out those mysteries and getting comfortable speaking out the mysteries, this is where, honestly, this is where refreshing comes. This is where our perspective of our whole life begins to change when we begin begin to pray out the mysteries and we not we're not doing it from bringing a whole list of deeds into the, to the throne room and saying let's cover our, our agenda here it's about letting him be god and then allowing our hearts to link up with him in in his likeness in his image coming to that place of communion with him where we know that we're equally yoked with him where where there's no sense of insecurity or separation and where it's like oh i realize the only reason why my voice is on the earth right now is to allow his plan to come to pass to allow his mysteries to come into the earth. And that's the highest place we can pray from. And I just want to encourage you, and get to that place, magnify him, and then just just step over that log. You know when you're over it. You know when you're no longer praying from the flesh. You know when you're no longer praying from your mind. You're no longer praying from need. You're praying from heaven into the earth. And it's going to come out, and it's going to sound like a mystery, but it's going to reveal all the things freely given to us by God. Praise God. Father, we thank you for that, and we just thank you, Lord God. Just, just teach us. Lead us and guide us into all truth as the Holy Spirit does. And we just thank you, Lord God, for your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us today on Wisdom and Stuff. 
Don't forget to subscribe to get new updates and check out our podcast page on Podbean to find all our previous posts and full-length messages. We'll see you next time and have a blessed day.